Ah! Ah! Is this the Tristan Tree golf hat in the flesh? It looks great. Thank you. I, I was telling Benny before he got on, I, I feel like these hats don't look good on my massive, weird-shaped head. But I, I think this one actually kind of does, and and I feel I, I feel very happy about it. And and also I noticed you're wearing a uh, belligerent Heather Gray jersey, courtesy of Seamheaded. Ooh, that looks that, so good. Yeah. Shout out to Pat. Send me. What's, one. This is how similar we all are. I own the shirt JP is wearing, and I also own the mid 90s Toronto Raptors Vince Carter throwback jersey that Benny is wearing <laughs> and I'm going to have to stall a little bit more for Benny to come back and comment on it because he was supposed to turn off his goddamn fan 30 seconds ago and he still hasn't done that hours ago hours ago you guys don't prepare for hours I prepare I prepare in other way now okay Benny damn it now you're wearing a uh, Heather Gray Chopham shirt. So yeah, we're all well, talking. I've you guys probably have Oregon State underwear on. You guys have so much Oregon State gear on, and I felt left out. And it's fall. <laughs> fall season is upon us. Sports are back. I'm fucking stoked. So I had to put on my Chopham shirt. There you go. Any shirt's a Chopham shirt if you try hard enough. That's true. Yeah, I wasn't I trying very hard with the Vince. But Fog shout out Seamheaded like that. The belligerent shirt. The belligerent jersey is amazing. I put it on, and it, it, I, it, I was just trying it on when it came in the mail, and then I was going to go for a run, and I was going to wear, like, just, like, a ratty other shirt just because I'm going to sweat. But, like, it was so comfortable that I was like, I'm not going to take this off. And I went for a run in it, and it was, like, no no joke. It was my best average mile on a three-and-a-half-mile <laughs> run that I've had all summer. So It's the seam-headed effect. It's the seam-headed effect if you want to – up. So young baseballers want to up your batting average, go from a singles hitter to a doubles hitter. This isn't even a scheduled seam-headed read for the episode. It's just <laughs> seam-headed gear. You know, it's like the PF Flyers from the Sandlot, guaranteed to make Ooh. you run faster and jump higher and pickle the beast. Damn yeah. right. Damn, Damn right. Damn right. Anyways, welcome to the 59th episode of the Belligerent Beefs podcast. Hi, I'm Terry Horseman, and I'm joined as always by my best besties in Beaver fandom and life, uh, Benjamin Lawrence, Sebastian Weehage in Tacoma, Washington, and J.P. Bertram in Northeast Portland. Yeah, and E.P., stand up! Dude, Ooh. do you know that uh, I am flying into Portland for the Montana State game exactly one month from today? Oh, man. I'm so excited. I'm going to be taking a train through Tacoma to Seattle in less than one month. Actually, yesterday would be one month to the day to go to a Mariners day game with Benny. Yeah, we're going to we're going to razzle Fernando Tatis Jr., but um, he (laughs) won't be there. (laughs) Damn it. Wait, you're going you're doing a day trip to Seattle and back the day before I arrive. Yeah. For Oregon State at Providence Park weekend. Yeah, bad planning. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, 
and I say this as someone, um, you guys know this, uh, our listeners uh, probably don't, but like I was just at a, a cabin weekend with a bunch of childhood friends um, the last three days where we did a fantasy draft and tr- tried to drink and hang out like we are 21 years old again. I, I think uh, trying to like pack that much stuff into a, a single weekend or week if we're talking Thanksgiving week for us <laughs> yeah. as as a mid 30s person trying to act like a mid 20s person i think trying to pickle the beast is good terminology for that yeah we have to we, we have to pace ourselves that's essentially what we're doing we're going to get caught by the beast at some point but the hangover beast it's, it's as kind and gentle of a beast as hercules in the sandlot and he's just going to give us a slobbery kiss at the end of it that we'll always remember <laughs> all i'll say is last last time i went on a bender with my friends was two weeks ago and you're about to recreate it in like three weeks <laughs> good you have got- the antibodies <laughs> <laughs> next yeah. up monkeypox. that's right <laughs> beaver pox the opposite yeah. oh yeah we should start that one that'd be a good pandemic would it oh it'd be a great <laughs> pandemic <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you can have a good pandemic. That might be that might be a paradox. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> welcome, listener, to the 59th episode of the Belligerent Beast Podcast. Thank you so much for uh, for hanging out with us um, I, once again. We are getting closer and closer to football. Uh, as Andre pointed out on our Twitter account, that we are now less than 500 hours from the start of Beaver football. But who's counting? We are, you are, we all are. Uh, we've got a great episode lined up for you today. It's going to be something of a mailbag episode. We've got some great questions um, from li- uh, followers and on Twitter and our listeners, um, and it's going to be it's going to be a really good time. Uh, but for what's going on with you guys, JP? How was your how was your weekend out in Portland? Good. It was good. Pretty standard weekend. This week though, I'm bacheloring it up so the wife took the children off to uh summer camp in central oregon so i'm rolling solo is that why you guys were texting about taco bell so much as i was furiously driving home (laughs) (laughs) so this is funny like because i was thinking yesterday after they left i'm like what does a person cook for themselves like i was i couldn't recall (laughs) Hard. What I used to make for myself, I did it so hard. I couldn't even think of like one Yo. recipe. I thought Kraft mac and cheese and takeout and delivery. Like that was like the only thing that came to mind. So yesterday, I had the healthy diet of a McDonald's lunch and Taco Bell dinner. Yes. Oh, that's so <laughs> me. Oh man, that's like my everyday go-to. Good thing. Good thing you lead the world in Peloton minutes. This year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah Dude, it was a that, delicious. Day, that's though. a real thing. Like back in like my like truly like sad single days. None of them were that sad. Let's be real. But you know there there were some there were some <laughs> there were some shitty meals at home. Whatever. It is really hard to cook for one. And I just don't understand why Food Network after like midnight doesn't just have cooking shows where it's some drunk single asshole just like throwing shit you? together. Me, yes. Yeah. I <laughs> I could do this. There's probably someone better because I I'm not great. I'm not great in the kitchen. I'm a good bartender. Uh JP for your family Thanksgiving, I will 
I will handle the drinks. I will likely be hammered because of uh, all the celebrating after Oregon State beats Duke earlier that afternoon. <laughs> great with cocktails. Great with making sure everyone has a drink in their hand, having a fun time, running hors d'oeuvres around, whatever. But just like making like an actual home cooked meal for one. Not easy. Grocery stores don't make it easy. Meal no. kits don't make it easy. I remember when I signed up, I had a coupon uh, to get like 50% off Blue Apron. Uh, I was fresh off a breakup like five years ago. I was like, I need to start eating healthier, working out more, cooking for myself at home. Blue Apron had the couple's plan and the family plan. (laughs) When you have like stopped, like you're like, all right, I've been crying for a week and a half, but now I think I'm ready. I'm going to, I'm going to start eating healthy and cooking for myself. And then you get on the internet, internet.com and go to blue apron and your choices are the couple plan and the family plan (laughs) It is a, torpedo through your fucking heart (laughs) one of my earliest therapist sessions ever i think i bitched about that for like 40 minutes and she was very receptive to it but also was like hey you know therapy is fairly expensive and you've been talking about blue apron for a really long time now (laughs) so what you're saying though is we should start a meal kit service belligerent belligerent meal kit yeah or just belligerent blue apron.com nice (laughs) nice i like it i would subscribe Uh, and really the link is the link is just to your local doordash taco bell and or arby's (laughs) i I need something on food network that would be like a, a cooking show where they give you different ingredients but the ingredients would be like uh uh, a pack of Johnsonville bratwurst that have been in your freezer for six months, <laughs> like a a peach yogurt and like a ramen or something. Or like and how to, to innovate with fast with food. So you like you order, so you order like the Crunchwrap Supreme. You order oh. some chicken nuggets from McDonald's, and then you somehow and curly fries from Arby's. Oh. There you go. And oh, then that's the recipe. That's what I did into the ultimate that's... crunch wrap. I don't even know what it would be. Not even what's what's better than Supreme Terrier or Ryder? Better Ultimate. Yeah, the, the country, Crunch Wrap Ultimate. Scrum Trulescent. Um, <laughs> that's kind of what I did. In an example of this was when Benny and Super Secret uh, producer Iskender were here. They wanted White Castle because there is a White Castle spitting distance from my apartment, and I think the closest White Castle to the West Coast is in in Minneapolis. It used to be. I think Vegas there might be Vegas. one in Yeah, it's probably one in yeah. Vegas now, I would guess. Yeah, yeah there is. Uh, but you know, it's just not a, a thing you get. And I I adore White Castle. But I also understand it's an acquired taste. And Benny and Skins both wanted White Castle. And we had just got back to my apartment. I believe this was the day we went to the uh, uh Loons Timbers game, Benny. Mm-hmm. And it was mm-hmm. kinda like we you know we, we might get energized enough, whatever, to go back out. But you guys were sitting on the couch and we had started, you know, just popping some snacks, watching whatever sports we're on. And I was like, I can get White Castle for all of us. But if it's a bust, then one, we're all going to be hungry. And then also all probably have diarrhea. And it's, so this, is White a, Castle. this is a one bedroom apartment, which means one bathroom, which means trouble. So I got one order of sliders and fries from White Castle, and there's a local pizza place also on that strip by my apartment called Punch Pizza that recently reopened. They were closed for uh, multiple years uh, after, during and then after the pandemic, 
and that pizza is fire. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so I picked up a pizza and a salad from Punch and drive through from White Castle and mixed it together. And <laughs> that, well, I didn't mix it. I didn't make, I didn't like throw the sliders onto the pizza. I oh. just said, hey, here's a buffet with pizza and sliders and salad and everything. You had to mix and, them. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> just like put, I put all of it in my blender and then I poured it into Benny's mouth. And that's, <laughs> and I threw up all over the place. And that's what gave him COVID. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that is yeah. that is smart. So the belligerent beeves meal kit. This is the part of the podcast where we come up with million dollar ideas that are so much more than a podcast. <laughs> this is why we're still here after fifty nine episodes. Yeah. Yeah. How do you think we're financing this thing? Still belligerent, still somewhat making sense, but not really though. Uh so thank you for that update, JP. Benny, how was your weekend? <laughs> my weekend was my weekend was really good. Uh, it was very relaxing. I was telling you, I think before we got on here, uh, that I have been dealing with that brain fog that people keep talking about with COVID. I felt like I, <laughs> like I had some brain cells that were missing uh, for the last couple of days. Today, I feel great. So I Not think familiar. that's over with. Um, but yeah, so a lot of watching TV and a lot of sitting on the couch. No complaints at all. Did you consume edibles while you were dealing with COVID? Yeah, I did. And it was like the only thing that gave me any relief at all. So from Dr. Benny, you heard it here first. If you need relief from COVID, edibles are your friend. It works. It prescribe it. It just makes, yeah, it makes you just forget about how sick you are. I feel like I would just think, about how sick I was and like freak out. Oh, that <laughs> eat in moderation. Wait after you take your first one. <laughs> but only if you're fully vaccinated. It doesn't work otherwise. That's true. I don't. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's what I'll it, say. It about interacts that. with the science in ways. Yeah. Yeah. It's all science. Amazingly, right. just like you know everything around us. Who'd have thought? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's it? something that all three of us subscribe to. Science, it's awesome. Yeah, science is fucking. Cool. I think I follow a science subreddit. I'm on top of things. Good, yeah. nice. <laughs> but yes, uh, definitely recommend taking edibles when you have COVID. Dude, I took I took just too much of an edible this weekend at mm. the cabin. And That's why you went silent for like a thirty hour period. <laughs> <laughs> well, I told you, I was in the middle of nowhere, Wisconsin, beautiful property uh, in, in like the middle of nowhere, this uh, f- like cabin farm that my friend Josh and his family have. We've done our, our fancy draft weekend there before uh, my middle school, elementary school, high school friends and I. And, you know, it's just a, a time to get <laughs> hammered in the middle of nowhere and uh draft a hopefully good fancy team last year i traded my fifth and sixth round picks so i had kind of a, a long wait in the middle of the draft and i, I don't recommend doing that ever is that <laughs> when you took the edible no i took an edit that was on friday i took an edible on saturday and i was like feeling really good so then i ate a little bit i had one more bite of one more bite of the cookie Ooh, rookie mistake that, oh man hey Hey, if you you don't know my friend Wade, do you ben, not listen to the you, podcast? Benny already told us how to deal. Do with I li- like do this. I listen to our own podcast? Yes, I do listen to our own podcast. <laughs> Any, anyway, I took a bit too much, and not not it's like too too much. 
I was still on planet Earth. Yeah. I was just floating a little. This wasn't like game two of the Oregon State Auburn Super Regional where I literally didn't know where I was and I was on the couch the entire time. That was a different edible experience. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> I was fine, but this is like I got called out like midway through the evening where my be like best friends were just like, why are you being so socially awkward right now? And I was like, I am not doing that at all. <laughs> like, like, you haven't said a word in three hours. We haven't got you to shut up for 30 years. <laughs> like, okay, I'm just too high. I'm too high. So I went over on the couch. I laid down, whatever. And it, it was fine. I ended up not going to too dark of a place. But I, nice. I had I had a little bit of an edible scare this weekend. Not much of one. Well, it was if, it's, if it's any consolation. So I, I don't know why I forgot about this when you asked me how my weekend was. But I went to go see John Mulaney live stand-up. Uh, and it oh, was great. Oh, shit. Yeah, and I took an edible. And I've been taking it kind of easy on the edibles lately. But I... You love John Mulaney more than oh, you love edibles. Yeah, he's so funny. And um, I took, I think probably where you were at i wasn't freaking out but i was definitely higher than what i wanted to be were you laughing like before he was hitting the punchline of jokes <laughs> just because you were like i met john mulaney i should be laughing and he was just talking and you just burst out laughing in the middle of a silent theater listening to him I was my my voice was like it wasn't gone, but it was it was the same as like after a, a football game or something. It was hoarse because <laughs> uh, I was laughing so hard and for so long. It was very good. Cool. Um, well, someone who had a better weekend than all of us was Oregon State alum Drew Rasmussen, Ooh. Tampa Bay Rays pitcher. Nearly throws a perfect game. Didn't quite do it, but came close. Uh, for the Tampa Bay Rays against the Baltimore Orioles and uh, our, our sweet baby Adley. boy Adley, Adley Rushman, uh, but we still were very happy to see see Drew uh, hit that level uh, of success. Uh, I was just on Twitter and hadn't been paying much attention, obviously, because I was in the middle of the fucking wilderness. Uh, but had internet, so I saw that and I was just like, "Wait a minute, that Drew Rasmussen? Yeah, hell yeah, let's do it." And then he he didn't quite get there, but still an incredible achievement, and and very very happy, very happy to see him uh, even get that close because that's a hell hell of a feat. I um it may, that may have been my fault. I reached did you out. jinx was, it? Well, I just put Drew Rasmussen and then the looking emoji. Or maybe you did I, do I, that. I did That's do that. Jinx. That's not a jinx. That's not a jinx. Yeah. yeah. Well, you didn't that... say it, but you drew attention to it. Yeah. Did he drew, he drew, drew attention. Yeah, to I see what you're doing, or you what know, I'm drewing. I also turned the game on on MLB TV right before the Rays came out to the field for the ninth, and there was mm. something like too good to be true about it happening like for i didn't realize this until i turned it on but he was only like 72 pitches through eight innings yeah and while that's like phenomenal that is that is also luck so i mean yeah to, to get that far like the, and they showed a lot of plays that the defense did behind him and obviously you need luck to throw a perfect game you need luck to throw a no hitter and i like 
I, as soon as I heard that, I was like, oh, no. Like, he wasn't really blowing by anybody or fooling them with anything off speed. It was more so, like, they were making contact and the defense was making plays. And, like, that's how a lot of guys get get their perfect games and no hitters. Most, of the, most perfect games, you can always trace it back to, like, one or two phenomenal defensive plays that saved the perfect game or saved the no hitter. It's almost inevitable every time. And I just felt most of the, his outs were routine, and I'm like, something's got to give this inning. So when I when I heard the 72 pitches, I was a little little worried. And of course, first batter it just rips it down the line. I mean, great on Drew. Like that taking something that far is so hard. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I wish he could have pulled it out, but uh, he needed some dude to be like, you know, some extendo man to get that line drive down the third baseline. I mean, it was. I think ESPN's Jeff Passan had the best tweet. Did you guys see his tweet? No. No. It was (laughs) during the game. I'm not sure what inning exactly, uh, but he said, he tweeted. You should turn on the Tampa Bay Baltimore game because something very interesting may happen. And even if it doesn't, it's still an amazingly efficient pitching performance. And I'm not going to say anything else because if I do, then I'm going to be accused of dot, 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 just turn it on. (laughs) (laughs) And that sums up everything where it's just like you want to like explain everything to like your friend like you need you need to be watching this right now and they're like well why it's like i, I can't say it <laughs> just trust just me. do it <laughs> and that gets it but shout out drew rasmussen and then also sticking with uh oregon state baseball shout outs uh a certain recent oregon state baseball alum homered for their first hit yeah the astros organization None other than Jacob Melton. Uh, JP, would you like to predict a home run record-breaking pace? (laughs) (laughs) Not now. Not now. If you don't, you are a wet blanket asshole. Come on. (laughs) Will Jacob Melton break your beloved Barry Bonds' home run record? No. Sorry. Sorry, JP. What a dick. Benny, you heard him. Let's go beat JP's ass right now. (laughs) Yeah, he's definitely on pace to do it. You asshole. How dare you predict Jacob Melton wouldn't break any record? You know, I mean, record, whatever. Like, I hope – I, if he does, I'd be thrilled. That'd be great. Um, He's got a long ways to go, and it, in minor league homers don't count. But to continue to be maybe the wet blanket to all of these <laughs> great stories occurring for – Beaver alums in in the uh, major leagues and minor leagues. Melton's first hit, awesome. It was like, yeah, that's the power stroke that we know. But do you guys know what led up to that point? What? Well, he no. within like a few games, so like four games in the uh, the Florida Complex League, he was promoted to Single A Fightville, right? And so that was like a quick a a quick promotion. Um, though, you know, you'd think that a guy like him should be on a somewhat of a fast track, at least through those low level leagues. And, uh, the part that stood out to me was before that, it wasn't like it was like his first at bat or his fourth at bat or his sixth at bat. Oh no. Mellon had gone oh for 17 with six strikeouts in FCL. So why are you being an asshole? Dude? I don't know. I'm just trying to state the facts. 
Learning curve. Oh, oh, wait. When when JP does this, it's it's stating facts. But but when when I do it, no, because these are predictions. You had you had a bad prediction. I'm stating the facts. He was O of seventeen, and I stayed some. He had a stolen base, so he's got that speed and power. That yeah, we all love. Mm. yeah. Hell He'll yeah, be fine, Jacob. Obviously, I don't care. J- Jacob. Hey, Jacob Melton. I love you. I don't care what J.P. Bertram says. That is at the Trial J on Twitter and at J.P. Bertram. Air your grievances my way. I'm sorry. Jacob, Mil- Jacob Melton's official biggest hater, J.P. Bertram. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm and I'll, I will say if it uh, and this may be biased, but if uh, Julio Rodriguez did not exist, I think there may be a uh, Oregon State only. Um, competition for AL Rookie of the Year Dude. between Adley Rushman and Stephen Kwan. Sometimes I catch myself thinking like Adley and Stephen could win Co Rookie of the Year, and then I remember Julio Rodriguez exists. <laughs> and I'm I like, know. God damn it! <laughs> any any other year, uh, yeah. Well, this could just be a Tyreek Evans Steph Curry moment. <laughs> I, yeah, Ty- <laughs> <laughs> Tyreek Evans won Rookie of the Year and then did absolutely nothing for the rest of his career. We I all would know. say absolutely nothing. Well, not he lasted a while. Expectations, sure. So let's wait till Adley ends up with like five rings. Did Tyreek Evans at least get his team to the playoff? I'm asking for a really sad Mariners fan. I think so. <laughs> He's so, played the, the Kings. Play. No, I not did. as a rookie. The Kings not, are in the not, playoffs not, in like thirty thousand years. No, he didn't. He didn't get the Kings to the playoffs. I think he was on a, a couple Pelicans teams. Pelicans teams, yeah, he was. Oh, he, I don't know. He was in the NBA for like. If you're in the NBA for eleven years, you're not a bust. Like, no, he wasn't pretty, a bust. Damn good. Yeah, he I wasn't. Say Steph bust. Curry, don't put words in my Curry. mouth. Yeah. Steph Curry was a bust. Those ankles, man, they suck. Hey, 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 Ben, do you remember when JP said Tyreek Evans was the biggest bust in NBA? <laughs> <laughs> and that Jacob Melton was I'm not even gonna finish that. We all love Jacob Melton here. Yeah. Not even not even gonna gonna Don't even any, Don't even any ridiculousness. I'm not going to stop. Anyway, let's get to the beer segment. Everyone's yeah. favorite segment, quantifiably. JP, you're starting. I feel like you haven't started in a week. Thanks. That, thanks. Thank you. Thank you. So I thought this one was fitting. I found it today at Barrelick Brewing, just down the road at their tap house on Northeast Alberta. And it's fitting because uh, of what I always tend to have in my other hand. And this Ooh. one is called My Other IPA is an IPA. My other IPA. That is makes an IPA. sense. Is that a double IPA? It's just an IPA. Oh, okay. Well, mm. look, my other IPA is an IPA. Yeah. You're, nice. you're holding a Starburst IPA and then another IPA, which is called my other IPA is an IPA. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually haven't tried it yet. I'm going to try it right now. Live. I'm stealing Terry's bit. Ooh, I like this. You can have this bit if you'd like it. More experimental than I am anyway. It's very good. Very good. 4.20. Also, 420. Oh, wow. 4.20. That is a high score. Yeah. That was real time high score. <laughs> <laughs> Come for the beaver banter. Stay for the marijuana innuendo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, nice. 
Yeah. So well done, Bear Lake. Like this IPA. Bear Lake. My other IPA is an IPA, and clever, clever with the name. Yeah, I like that. I would say so. I know. I like good, that. Good job, Bear Lake. Good um, job, Benny. Yeah. I just have to say before you say anything else, your quaff is looking especially quaffy. Mm. I can't wait to see it again in person. It so is soon. fantastic and illustrious. Do you have a bump it under there? A what? A bump it. A <laughs> maybe uh... <laughs> so that's a segue to our new sponsor bump it, bump it. <laughs> you look you look like someone who is too handsome to be cast in peaky blinders mm. me i think that's good wait what's that what's what's that guy's name kieran killian kieran... yeah dude that guy is a very good looking guy yeah, and I think you're too handsome to be in that show. Whew, man. Shows what I think. Now you have me all hot and bothered, Terry. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, actually, I just started watching Peaky Blinders. I'm three episodes in. But I'm well aware of the I premise. need to get back into it. It's Y'all, you so guys good. watched the, uh, the new League of Their Own series? Uh-uh. I have, I have not. I actually was just made aware that this was a thing. Yeah. Watch it. It's good. Is it? If you, I, I've I've only read one review and it wasn't good. Is it good? Who who wrote the review? It was like the some anti LGBTQ New York Times. Oh, no, they smick fuck. <laughs> wow. No, they said they the premise, the idea of it was fantastic, but they didn't hit a home run with it. Pun intended. Oh, oh that's yeah. just a knock on women's sports. Screw the New York Times. Yeah. Probably. Wait, it was the New York. It was the New York Times. Was it? I think. I uh, don't quote me on that. Maybe not. Right. I don't well, care. It was, it was stands. Uh, yeah. <laughs> newspapers, yeah. get your act together. That's all I gotta but say. This is the reason you're dying. All newspapers, <laughs> except for the barometer, which is just like I think the borrow now, and it's only right. online. Yeah, but it's oh, an they're online. Not yeah. print, they're not printing the barometer anymore. No, that makes sense. Only online, but. Uh, it was great to pick up and read and walk and not try to trip or bump into people when you're going to class, to be honest. I liked it. Yeah, in those little green kiosks. Yeah, and those things still exist on campus. I don't know why. But it's for people like Hans to hide in and jump out at people. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that and, you did that. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Um, right know. in front of the MU. Oh, anyway. Um, Benny, what are you drinking? Not your father's root beer. Again, yeah! I don't have a story for it. Um, Wait, is this a hard root beer? It is. It's really good, actually. We we haven't really explained how much hard root beers are part of our collective origin. Yes, story. we have. Yes, we have. Okay. Man, oh, do, do, am I supposed to remember every second of every? Do you listen to the podcast, Terry? <laughs> <laughs> do I listen to my own podcasts? I feel like there's only wrong answers to that question. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I need to get some uh, vanilla ice cream tonight because I have four left. Uh, make yeah. a float. Yep. All right. Ooh, a float would be good. Good idea. I'm going to do that this week. We should talk more about hard rip ears in a future episode. For anyone who possibly missed that segment or just doesn't remember it, but we won't bog down on it here. Um, as I said, I spent some time in Wisconsin uh, this weekend. Your favorite state? I do. I, I do. I have I have a lot of love for the state of Wisconsin. Not really their sports teams or so their no. politicians. So nothing. Um, but certain towns in Wisconsin and people in Wisconsin, I love. Um, 
this is an interesting one though because a lot of people there there's a brewery in Wisconsin called New Glarus Brewing Company and they will not sell their beer anywhere outside of Wisconsin which is you know, fine <laughs> if you want to be a, a total in-state institution I get that yeah they have this beer this 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 one of their ales their flagship ale is called Spotted Cow it's fine that's all it is. It's fine. It wouldn't crack four on JP's untapped score. It might not even crack 3.8. We know how tough of a greater JP is. It's just a fine beer. It's fine that it exists. Somehow it's its flagship. And since New Glarus just like won't sell their shit anywhere outside of Wisconsin, people will drive across the border just to buy cases of Spotted Cow. And not even just the dumb Minnesotans who have less of a who have less of a fucking toxic relationship with their alcohol distributors. People do this in Illinois, Michigan, every all across the Midwest. So I am drinking a spotted cow. This is what the can looks like. It's a cow jumping over the moon, but the moon is Wisconsin. It's, you know, basic level marketing. It is an ale. It is 12 ounces. It is brewed and canned in New Glarus, Wisconsin, and it is fine. What is it? New Glarus? New Glarus is the name of the town and the brewing company. Hmm. Spotted Cow is the name of the beer itself. And just because I can't really resist, whenever I road trip through Wisconsin, I will pick up a case of Spotted Cow. Just because I'm like, I'm not a, I don't agree with the craze, but I'm also not above it. And it's a nice change of pace. They have a beer. My backup beer is Moon Man, which is their uh, West Coast Pale Ale. Mm. With a bear print. With a bear print. They actually, it's their West Coast Pale Ale that they call No Coast Pale Ale because it's in the Midwest, you know, and we're not coastal. But mm. Moon Man's a Fly better over. beer, so I have that. And <laughs> just want to shout out New Glass Brewing Company. They do great marketing. They somehow figured out the, oh, you we you can't find us anywhere other than Wisconsin. And enough people were like, all right, well, I'll drive. I'll, you know, I'll drive 55 miles in into Tuscany territory to pick up a case of Spotted Cow just to have to, to watch the games this weekend. So people do that. Nice. And I contribute to the cause because why not? And I'm enjoying it. So mm. shout out, New, shout out, New Glarus. And I just wanted people to know that Spotted Cow exists, not so that you can rush to Wisconsin and get it. But I love, I'm in love with Midwestern culture and weird quirks that exist here. Spotted Cow is one of them. I can't explain it to you. It doesn't make sense. It's pretty dumb and it's not spectacular. But it is a thing <laughs> that. Go when you have a layover in Chicago or Milwaukee or Minneapolis, whatever. Just like ask the person at the bar next to you, like, have you ever had Spotted Cow? If they're Midwesterner, they probably have a story about it for no reason, but they'll talk your ear off, and it'll be fun. So, Spotted Cow, my beer of the mm. nice Benny. How do you think it looks from thirty thousand feet? Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> New Glarus sounds like a name that you're meant to miss here, though. Or also something in biology I never understood. A new glarus. Yeah. New glarus. New glarus. Yeah. 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 New it was so bad at so bad at biology. What we what were bad is... at most subjects, and that's why we're here. What <laughs> what is the uh what's the liqueur that is uh really famous out in the Midwest that tastes like pencil shavings? 
Um, <laughs> d- that's, like Malort. Don't say don't say Midwest. Do not say Midwest. That's a Chicago thing for sick Chicago fucks. I yeah. love the uh. city of Chicago. Chicagoans, you're great. Lived with you for more than a year. Loved it. Malort is garbage. Malort oh, sucks. So Malort is disgusting. It's and, so bad. Yeah, I can't. Malort is so bad. I do not understand why it exists. I do not understand why Chicagoans are passionate about it. I just know that when I first moved to Chicago, the Blackhawks were really good. The Wild were less good. And I was in a bar watching the Wild play the Blackhawks when the Blackhawks were undefeated. I was in Chicago for maybe two weeks at that point. The Wild won. I was really happy. A guy came up to me and was like, hey, man, just wanted to congratulate you on the win. We've been going back and forth throughout the game, whatever, in a friendly way. You know, it's it's usually friendly in the Midwest. And he's like, let me buy you a shot. I'm like, okay. I'm 24. So I'm like, of course, I'll take a shot of Fireball. He's like, no, I'm like, no, let me, let me use like something like more, more Chicago. And I'm like, okay, cool. And he gets around to shots for like his crew and myself. And I'm thinking this is a great moment. And we cheers and he goes, congrats on the win, man. And I'm like, thank you. We clink our glasses. And then I take a shot and I'm just like, oh, oh no. Oh, Tape God, you oh, five no. seconds of Oh No by somebody, I don't know. <laughs> this is the worst thing I've ever had in my life. And he goes like, yep. And they all drink it. They're smiling. They're like, that's called Malort. It's, yeah. a, puni- it's a punishment shot. Welcome to Chicago, bitch. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, he got you. Well played. He got me. He got me. It tastes like someone went into like a seventh grade classroom and found all the ground up number two pencil shavings, ground them into some sort of like liquid. And that's what it is. And then peed on them and then poured rubbing alcohol into it. It's disgusting. It's so bad. Fuck you, Malort. You will never be on this show unless we do a live show in Chicago. Is there a bowl game in Chicago? There's one at Wrigley Field now, right? I don't know if that's a Pac-12 bull bid, <laughs> but if uh, the the B- if the Beavs end up at a bowl game at Wrigley Field, I think it's safe to say we're all going, and we, <laughs> we might all have to take a shot of Malort. Anyway, uh, let's let's move on from this segment, but let's uh, raise our glasses and cheers uh, to uh, the great Princeton basketball coach Pete Carrill who passed away this weekend, the uh, mm. innovator of the Princeton offense, which of course was in uh, Beaver basketball circles when uh, Craig Robinson was a coach. Craig Robinson not, you know, played for Kirill, uh, but just a, a legend in the college basketball community who had uh, coached in the game for, for decades and decades and decades and died uh, earlier uh, this weekend at the age of 92. So cheers to you, Pete, and to the cheers, Princeton coach. offense, and also to uh, the uh, – 2008 CBI champion Oregon State Beavers because that's right that experience still brings a smile to my face in a very not ironic way and yeah. I don't care how embarrassing that is <laughs> I mean we'll talk about this in a little bit with the mailbag I think but uh when you guys were growing up how many of you how did either of you I guess play a like toned down or what the coaches called a Princeton offense uh while you were playing the youth basketball yeah we had motion we had the motion offense and it was it works but it's really boring to play in (laughs) (laughs) but it works I swear I had like multiple coaches talk about that we were playing like a Princeton offense or like some sort of offshoot of a Princeton offense pretty much every year I play basketball 
Right. Yeah, you have to have the IQ of someone that like goes to Princeton. I feel like to really succeed in that, because a simplified Princeton daydreaming. Office. Yeah, <laughs> right. Absolutely, but also you know, kind of ahead of its time for sure. <laughs> for 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 back in the day, and yeah. So, cheers to you, uh, Pete Pete Carrill. and you know may 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 you rest in peace and run run. Uh, Run the Princeton offense for eternity on uh, the the best blacktops uh, at the great the great courts in the sky. Um, we've got a we've got a mailbag to get to. Uh, can I do an ad read before that though, you guys? Yep. All right. Well, as you know, college baseball season has long been over, but plenty of Beaver baseball alums are killing it in the big leagues and the minor leagues right now. And this episode of the Belligerent Peace Podcast is proudly brought to you by our friends at Seam Headed. Summer is here and the pennant race is in full swing and you're not ready for this September to remember until you visit seamheaded.com. In case you haven't heard yet, Seam Headed is an independent lifestyle brand specializing in baseball-themed apparel. And if you believe that baseball is more than a game, but a way of life, then Seamheaded is the brand for you. Seamheaded celebrates the rich history of our national pastime with unique designs for all baseball enthusiasts. And it also has a collection inspired by and for Belligerent Beeves listeners. We mentioned this earlier. The shirts are dope. Your three-time yep. national championship Oregon State baseball team and this podcast that is Fucking crazy about them has its own line of steam headed shirts. In addition to the dope Heather Gray belligerent beef jersey that both JP and I have worn recently, they've got the hashtag Chopum tee. They have the in incredibly creative Corvallis map home plate tee. Uh, they've got the Benny Beaver shades kids tee and much, much more available in men's, women's, and kids' sizes. And as a listener of the Belligerent Beefs podcast, you get 31% off on all seam-headed Belligerent Beefs products when you use the promo code CHOPEM at checkout. So hit up seamheaded.com today to get 31% off the Belligerent Beefs collection when you use promo code CHOPEM. At checkout for the noisest. So nice. In the game. Shout out, Seam Headed. And shout out all the Oregon State players making a noise in the pennant race right now. Yeah. Damn right. Hey, I also want to point out Seam Headed is uh, expanded into doing a lot more with softball. So nice. if you find yourself you know, being more of a yellow ball fan, then uh, check out Seam Headed still. Um, it's pretty cool. They've been doing some partnerships with some softball players. If you are an Oregon State softball player looking for potential NIL deals, uh, let us know. Check we'll, them out. Yeah, yeah, we'll introduce you. But yeah, they've got some. They've got some great gear, and uh, it's it's great to see them uh, finally reaching you know a mass audience. So well done, Seam Headed. Methinks there might be another line of belligerent beef shirts by this spring. I think so. Especially with softball. I hope so. Coming into the fold. For sure. All right. Let's uh, dive into this mailbag. There's some really good questions. JP, you, re you read this first question. All right. So this is uh, from listener Andy on Twitter, at Andy Snacks. Shout this out, Andy. 
Yeah, shout out, Andy. This is a heavy hitter from the get-go, and this could also uh, eat up the entire of the episode. But uh, his question is, who is on your Oregon State athlete, Mount Rushmore? Four athletes, no coaches allowed. Okay. Benny? Yeah. I've thought about this, and, and I have my four. So number one, Terry Baker. Mm-hmm. I thought you were going to say Terry Horseman for a second, but <laughs> I haven't gotten through them, Terry. Oh, you just shit. hold on. It's just uh, all Terry's. <laughs> 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 number, number, number two, Gary Payton. Mm-hmm. Number three, Ken Simonton. And number four, Jay Terry. Nice. Yes, I agree. That's a good one. Good work. Terry, what about you? Uh, so I have not thought about this and I, I feel like this shouldn't be a, uh create a crazy argument so i'll just i'll play devil's advocate a little bit but not totally i think uh i'm gonna put jade up there Uh, i will also put steven jackson up there uh you have to put gary payton up there so i have two of the same of bennies um and then four let's just be fun and i'll put quiz Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I like that. I think that uh, quiz is deserving. And, like, let's remember that Andy didn't really dictate what uh, criterion were involved with choosing this, this Mount Rushmore. He didn't say the greatest or the most impactful or the most memorable. He just said, who are our Mount Rushmores of Oregon State Athletics? So up for interpretation. There's definitely room for interpretation. And that's what makes it fun, too. It, it is what makes it fun. I have Jay Carey on mine as well, and I, that's unanimous, clearly. <laughs> like, I don't know if anyone has been an Oregon State athlete that has been as dominant as her in her sport and, or in their sport um, that we've ever seen. Uh, and separated themselves from the pack as far as she has, to be honest. So I think that's a no-brainer, but it's also pretty funny that we all had her on our Mount Rushmore. I have Sammy Strotter on mine. I fucking mm. love Sammy Strotter so much. I'm that's so awesome. mad that I didn't say him now. And it's, and it's solely because of the excitement level that he uh, brought to Research Stadium every single time he stepped foot on the field. And it was one of those things where it was like you expected something so heavily of him, but you were also like, there's no way he could match my expectations right now. And then he would do it. So for somebody to be able to do that, nearly every time they touched the ball was so impressive. Um, And he was just so consistent at it as well, even when teams knew what to expect. So I have him there. I have Ethan Thompson on my Mount Rushmore. And look, look, I knew you guys were going to pick some of the mainstream names. So I wanted to go a little bit deeper and ethan's is on there because of what he brought to our men's basketball program and also what it meant when he left our men's (laughs) basketball program so when you want to talk about immediate impact and and uh the, the the feeling of loss he is up there for impactful athletes and then my last one is Mike Hass because has anyone else in any Oregon State program had a rap song made after them? JP, please so. play five seconds of the Mike Hass song. Back ten, they didn't want me. Now I'm hot. They can't stop me. Back ten, they didn't want me. Now I'm hot. There you go. There you go. 
honorable mention to Matt Moore because he's my boy. But uh, Mike, okay, if we're doing if we're doing honorable mentions too, I'll throw Danny Mwanga on there for Oregon State soccer. That dude was Ooh, special nice. when he was playing for Oregon State. He was so fucking good. Nice. Yep. Good. Good choice. Honorable mention Daniel Dean. Just oh God. Because just because. Why Dis- not? Dishonorable. The bruiser. Mention. The bruiser. The dis. The the boozer and the bruiser. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read the next one, and this is aimed directly at Benny because I, I don't think this was uh, an omission on purpose by our boy PM at Oh It's PM on Twitter. I think PM is the most optimistic Beaver fan outside of Benjamin Lawrence, Sebastian Weehage. And his question is, how come no one else realizes that Oregon State is going 15-0 this year? And I feel like the only person we need to consult on this matter <laughs> is Benny Scoops, Benny with the good quaff, the full wee age, Oregon State winning every game 42 to 14. Benny, it seems like this is you and PM's boat, Oregon State 15 and 0. Why are you the only two who understand this? What's the short answer is I don't know. Uh, the longer answer is I thought this for a while. I think I'm I'm optimistic more more so than most. Uh, but if you look at what happened uh, this last week, uh, where the defense shut out the offense for I think it was a two hour scrimmage. Granted, defense usually does much better than offense. Offense takes a little bit longer um, in fall camp, so that that's not totally unheard of. But our offense is going to be good. People are hating on Chance. But Chance was not terrible last year, and he had a a, a full year, um, a full offseason under Jonathan Smith, who if there's anybody in the Pac-10 or Pac-12, uh, if not the country, that you want to be training under as a quarterback, it's him. Um, and you have so many offensive weapons, and the defense shut them out. That's crazy. Um, so I think, uh, the defense is going to be a huge story. They're being, um, uh, certainly underrated going into the season. Um, and I think we'll make some noise. Obviously I think 15 and 0, a lot of things have to happen. I'm being serious here. I don't think it is impossible. I think it, I think there's a possibility there. We have to get lucky in a couple games, but it, but the chance is there. I like I mean, you started you. this. You started your answer with the short answer is I don't know, I and mean, the long answer is I thought you were going to say I do not know. <laughs> <laughs> so oh. you People recovered are nicely. <laughs> People are sleeping on the beeves. I love you so much, Benny. <laughs> um, next question comes from our fan, our friend Scott Erlings. Um, focus of a previous beaver fam focus go check that out if you have not already and that is which beer should be the official beer of beaver nation and i actually Mm. don't know what the the Mm. good answer to this would be i could speculate for days but what should be the official beer i think the next fans question might uh answer that Ooh, maybe we should group these two together okay i think we should we're not skipping out your question scott but from brian miller brian's the shit we've interacted with brian on on twitter a number of times at brian miller 513 thank you for the question brian my dad and i will be brewing a beer here soon for the beaver season what do you think would be a good one to be osu themed so to answer scott's question the official beer of Beaver Nation should be Brian and his dad's beer. 
<laughs> and that beer should be a nice double IPA. IPA yes, exactly. Yeah. You better give it higher than a 4.5, JP. Just saying. Like, that would be my first five. That will be my first five. As long as it's called Chop'em Fuel. Ooh, or something Chop'em like Fuel. Yeah. <laughs> Chop'em Fuel is double IPA. Yeah. I like that. I like yeah. that. There's your answer, Scott. Scott and Brian. Brian. There you go. There you go. Um, Benny, would you like to read the next question? Yeah. Uh, This comes from uh, No Context O State. All-time favorite football uniform. And who's the best basketball player out of all of you guys? (laughs) Are we going to do the first Is that the same question? It's the same question. Let's okay. Let's let's break well, it up. He, he also let's, says let's, it, in, in parentheses. I hope this gets heated. Do you? Oh, want I to thought that might have been from one of you guys. No, that's, I, uh, no, that that's from uh, out of context. O state and also out of context. O state. If you want to reveal your identity in our DMs, we promise to keep that a secret. Uh, but you're killing it with that account, and we we love following it. So it is amazing. I love yeah. that account. So yeah. shout out out of context, O State. Um, let's let's go football uniform first. Yes, yes. Terry, go for it. I thought about this, uh, and I I took teams I cheer for out of it, which is the Minnesota Vikings and the Oregon State Beavers. Oh, and wait, hold on. Uh, wait, hold on. yeah, yeah. Or I hold think, on. Wait, I think he I wants think this is order. Oregon State. Yes. Oh, he he wants the specific Oregon favorite Oregon they, State. They, yeah. guys, we don't know. They, we don't know. Sorry, they want the specific Oregon State. For anyways, my I had a pretty obvious answer. It's the uh, powder blue San Diego Chargers with the numbers on the helmet. That yeah. was my favorite general football yeah. uniform ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 it would make sense that we're talking Oregon State football uniforms. Uh, Fiesta Bowls that we rocked last season were great. I love the Steven Jackson era. I'm just saying this because I know you guys won't say it. The Steven Jackson era, Angry Benny. Yeah, wait, I'm I'm literally pumping no, my fist in excitement. I know, no, I know, but the combination that I like is black helmet, white jersey, orange pants. Yes, and, orange no. pants. Benny hates them. Yes, the orange. I know Benny hates the orange pants. I don't like orange pants, orange jersey, orange helmet. That's that's mm-hmm. it's just too much orange. I before I even thought about applying to Oregon State, I had a Steven Jackson rookie card where he's running for Oregon State in the picture, and he's it's an away game. I believe it's a game at USC that year. White jersey, black helmet, orange pants. and I. I it looks fucking, fucking fire. 14-year-old, 15-year-old in Minneapolis. I was like, that is a fire-ass jersey. And helmet. as a hip patch, Angry Benny. Yeah, Angry looks Benny. Looks incredible. Without, without, without the, the Beavers. Spirit. Yeah, yes. There Just is, the head. There is very, there's a very small use of Angry Benny. Sand, no script. Sand script, yeah. Sanskrit, mm. and I I would have liked to have seen it more because I think yeah. it could have it could I think it could have done some good. They kind of went that way with the new flying beaver shark, <laughs> mm. right? As as someone who loved loved those uh, ice cream snacks that came in the little plastic cup with the orange and white swirled together like a creamsicle with the wooden spoon. It just made me hungry when I saw those uniforms. <laughs> I, I do under I do understand the hype behind it. I get it. Um, JP, would you say that's your favorite one? I, I we've had arguments. I don't know over if that's this. a favorite. That's not. I. I. They, okay. Um. They're they're in my top three. I'll say that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, maybe as a combination. Yes. I just loved that era. The Fiesta Bowl era uniforms were so incredible, and they 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 were at a time when 
teams didn't really mix and match too much. But mm-hmm. Oregon State subtly could, and every combo worked, including yep. Orange Pants. So that's what I loved about them was you could always identify it was Oregon State, even with Orange Pants, Black Pants, whatever. Like you knew it was them, and it, it worked so well. It's like it's it's one of those like uniforms that like didn't even age poorly. It just went away, and then it aged gracefully even more so. And it's like, I, I just wish it would come back full-time. I don't hate them. I just don't think that they're close to being the best. I, I My favorite, um, and I you could take home or away, but it would be uh, the early to mid-90s era, uh, simple script that says Oregon State across the top of the jersey with the cursive beavers on the helmet, those were so good. And I think if you did a throwback to those and you just modernize them a little bit, but the requirement, at least for like uh, uh, specialty players or um, like receivers, <laughs> running backs and fast quarterbacks is to have the Jersey go like belly button showing is a must. <laughs> and, and it's all mesh. It's oh, all man. like 1994. I don't know that you can require mesh. that, but we should be able to. <laughs> With shoulder pads up to the ears and out to like the elbows. Yeah, that neck rolls, neck rolls yeah. that you could sleep Everyone on. has to have yeah. a neck roll belly button jersey like a Noke Brechterfield. <laughs> See, the problem, and I think the reason probably why they won't go back to those is because the teams that wore those jerseys were so so bad yeah it wasn't the jersey's um, fault it wasn't yeah. the jersey's fault exactly the jersey was so cool I, you're I talking think... like the white numbers with orange outline and like the oregon state across the front if it's like on the black jersey that that yeah. yep that time they kind of they kind of look like the oklahoma jerseys that say like sooners across the top of yeah the, a little bit but they were very yeah. meshy though at the time i was actually surprised i think you can make a, make them less meshy but no I, more I think... meshy throw more <laughs> mesh in the mix Give me all the mesh. I, I would <laughs> give me the mesh. I would say I uh, honor, honorable mention. Me. Honorable mention for me would be um, like the Tim Alexander jerseys. So like right before the Stephen Jackson Fiesta Bowl era, it was like all black. You had a white and orange stripe yeah. coming from like the the corner of the shoulder pad. But other than that, it was like all black, almost like thin orange numbers. And then you had the numbers at the front of the helmet. And only one, I think only one side had uh, had the Beaver logo. That's right. Yeah. The other side yeah. was just black. Yeah. yeah. Very Steelers like. It was very Steelers like. Yeah. Yeah. Those were, those were a sleek look too. Mm-hmm. Great choices. It's pretty funny that nothing, none of us have picked anything recent. Hey, I, the 2012, like, I, I know that wasn't the only season, but when basically 08 to 2012, when they took away the bra strap. Oh, that was my choice was the bra strap. That was not your choice. <laughs> get, the, get, the fuck get the fuck out of here. Shut we're, the fuck out. We're all shut the fuck I wasn't even trying to fucking find them. <laughs> that was never dying. Yeah, no, not not the bra strap, but I agree. Like the quiz in James era, like James would kind of straddle both bra strap and not, but like uh, straddle both bra straps. I get what I just said that, but uh, sorry, James. Um, (laughs) That was a good look. That was a clean look. That was like an Oregon State look. It just was clean, nothing too crazy. Okay, so I'm a sucker for 
the fact that Oregon State has traditionally had a very similar look throughout its entire existence. And even, you know, through the times when people went pretty crazy, Oregon State did a little bit. They experimented with the white helmets and, the, you know, the the script on the side, etc. But when we did, and it, it didn't work out well for us, but when we did the pro combat jerseys for the 2010 Civil War. Civil War game. Those yeah, giant those killer, sick. The giant killer remakes were perfect. They were perfect. They yeah. were here's, here's something I want to remind people about that game. We lost. Oregon went to the national championship. No one needs that reminder. But <laughs> I made sure that my Fubo TV was activated and ready to go for this football season. <laughs> so I have, I have Pac-12 Oregon. I have Pac-12 Mountain. I have Pac-12 Bay Area. I have Pac-12 LA. Yeah, they're still in it for two more years, you fuckheads. Uh, and on Pac-12 Oregon, they're playing like an in-depth like documentary retelling of that 2010 Oregon-Oregon State game. And I'm like, oh, I don't really want to watch this. But for some reason, because I'm a masochist, I kept it on for 10 minutes or whatever. And one, I was like, oh, man, those giant killers throwbacks were nice. And then also I was reminded that like it was like a 10-point game most of the third and fourth quarter. Yeah. And we we had we we never were like in control and about to upset them, but it was it was a game until the last five ish minutes, and even all of the Oregon people who they interviewed as part of that uh, mentioned like how how nervous they felt like midway through the fourth. Uh, it was it, that was a more exciting game than I think it gets remembered for in in Beaver circles, and obviously that just wasn't our year. Someone brought it up in our Discord recently. It just how different 2010 would have been had yeah. James not gotten cheap shotted in the end zone at Arizona. Mm. Way to go, Arizona. When we beat Arizona when they, were, when they were ranked number nine that year. Yeah, bear down, you're the Wildcats. It doesn't make any sense. Fuck you, Arizona. Uh, but the jerseys were great, and I'd take a nice jersey over a stupid bowl game uh, any chance uh, I get. And uh, Oregon State, out of context, I am the best basketball player out of the three of us. Yeah, there is there is a Nike ad that featuring Terry uh, that we can share. <laughs> You'd be lucky to witness it. We, yeah. we need we need to get the, the high-res version of that before we share it. <laughs> Where is the high-res version? I think I think I can get you a high res version. Let's uh let's let's uh let's wait. Let's tease that a little bit. Yeah, all right. Let's Our kick that on. can down the road. All right. Nice. <laughs> um, uh, hey, good good great questions though, Oregon State out of context. Well done. That took up a long time to answer, but it was it was a good one to uh, address. <laughs> um from Ulysses on Twitter at TNARG thirty three. I think we're all in the same boat here. Were you originally excited about Gary Anderson, and how long did it take you to sour on him? Okay, so I'll answer for you guys. I think you guys both – we were all excited, but I think you guys you both were, soured yep. on him fairly quickly. I did. I know, Terry, you really did. Mm-hmm. Uh, Benny, I think you and I hung on for a while just being like, well, let's just see what happens. But even as the, as time went on, I think everyone was kind of like, nah. Like, y- you both started talking about it might be worth looking at making a change. And 
I hung on for dear life. I will admit it. I'm embarrassed to say it, but I hung on for dear life. It's not, it's not embarrassing. Till the point when it he happens. resigned, essentially. I wasn't like bummed he resigned. It was kind of a relief for me. But even up until that point, I just kept thinking, yeah, he'll he'll pull this tailspin out. I just, I just really hope he does. I wish he does. Not for his sake, for my sake. <laughs> and that like we just had the steal of a century of a coach. So yeah. It's well, I'm glad you mentioned that because it was a very weird experience the way all of that happened. Yep. Because the, the 2014 season ended in disappointment. And that was, I believe, we lost a game at Oregon that we should have won. And I think I was the most critical I've ever been of Riley during that game because he he did that thing where he just always just ch- chased the points no matter what when a field goal here or a field goal there wins us the game. And I was always, I, I, I felt like I was loyal to Riley to a fault o- over the years. Uh, but after the 2014 season, it kind of felt like we were, people were whispering about us firing Riley. And it kind of felt like that might happen. And just like the, after the 2012 season, that kind of, it kind of seemed like that was his last chance at like a true winner. I know we were a winning team in 2013. And then out of nowhere, in like the middle of 2015, Riley gets tired by Nebraska. <laughs> All of us are expecting him to get fired by Oregon State, and he gets hired by Nebraska. And the whole college football media is covering it like, oh, my God, what a great hire by Nebraska. <laughs> and yeah, Stranger Things was a number of years away, but had it not been, I'd be like, are we in the fucking upside down right now? Right. Not be, not because like Riley can't coach, but my my whole thing with Riley ever like the was I thought Riley was a great fit and a great coach and understood the situation, whereas people who wanted to move on from it was like, we're never going to win a national championship with Riley, and I understood that. Like, of course, we're not going to win a national championship with Riley. And but also Nebraska, you're not going to win a national championship with Riley. No, Some fucking it's still the Nebraska brand is hilarious. They went three and nine last year and they got a fucking vote in the AP poll. Polls are fucking stupid. College media, college sports media is fucking stupid. That's why we're here being aggressively stupid to not hide anything. We're transparent beaver fam. <laughs> It went like Riley leaving for Nebraska before he got fired. We were like, who the fuck is going to be our coach now? And <laughs> yeah. there was all these names popping up. And like, there was no, including Jonathan there. Smith. Was Jonathan Smith a name at that point? Yes. Rumored to it. What? Yes. Okay. I, there, there, well, there is like no, there is no juice behind any name. Yeah. No, there is no power five juice behind any name. Any name I should say. And I remember one time I was at work. I was at my cubicle. And I went on Twitter to look something up for work purposes. And the first thing that popped up was Gary Anderson agrees to be the head coach, the new head coach of Oregon State. And I stood up in like the cube farm at the Minnesota Timberwolves offices and I yelled, holy fucking shit. (laughs) (laughs) And people were like, what? I was like, we just hired Gary Anderson. And it's it's Minneapolis, Minnesota. People are like, wait, the Vikings kicker? What are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) I was so happy because also like I grew up, like I don't like, I love, I I like to see the Minnesota Gophers do well. But like, because of that, I do have a little bit of a hatred for the University of Wisconsin. So I was like, oh my my favorite team ever is getting a good coach and we're making like my my 
second least favorite team worse. This is amazing. This is the best. Oh my God. And like everyone was talking about like how Gary Anderson was an asshole to deal with, but also the Wisconsin Badgers athletic director at that time was their former head coach, Barry Alvarez, a notorious asshole. He won a lot of football games as a head coach, but whatever. So I was easily able to be like, that was all Alvarez's fault, not Gary's. So I was all in on Gary from the beginning. And then I watched him coach a few games. <laughs> and I think the first big thing was we, we looked like shit in our win against Weber State in his first game. And I wasn't expecting, like, I wasn't expecting to see the, you know, 80s Miami Hurricanes or anything like that. But then we got run up by Michigan after, uh, after, after one great touchdown by Hunter Jarman. <laughs> Shout out HJ. <laughs> And he like refused. He didn't think he did things like this all the time, like refusing to make players available to the media. Like, yeah, sh- like knee jerk reactions like that. And also, like we always, always, always had penalties on penalties on penalties. And I'm like, you can't constantly blame players for things like that. It's coaching. So I think at some point during his second season, I was like, they're not getting better. And yeah, I, I can't pinpoint a moment. I do think I remember after that Michigan game when we got our asses handed to us and he refused to make the players available. I'd like to say like that would be the moment I realized he wasn't cut out for this. Uh, I think that's what you could pinpoint it to with the benefit of hindsight. But it was it was sometime during his second season. And I know he had a great win against Oregon, but that Oregon team sucked. And I give I give all the credit that's to hey. Ryan Nall and not Gary Anderson. Well, if if you look at that 2014 Wisconsin Badgers team too, they finished the year at number 13. They were what 11 and three, uh, and they were they won the West Division in the Big Ten. So yeah. the fact like it wasn't a middle of the road or like bottom feeder Big Ten Wisconsin team. Like they were really good. And I think the argument could have been made that, you know, they, they could have been like a long shot for, um, you know, a contender for the national championship and we get their head coach to come and fill the vacancy. Like, yeah, yeah. I think we were all really stoked. The thing that the only way that happens though, if it's something is really wrong and something right. was really wrong and none right. of us wanted to and, hear it. Yeah, we just... Right. <laughs> so there was a moment when I, when I was like uh, watching him, like the, there was like a live stream of him arriving at the Corvallis Airport via PJ, and he steps off, and somebody makes—I don't know what it was, or it was afterwards a video, but it was like—and that was Gary Anderson's first time stepping foot in Corvallis, and I was like, oh, <laughs> that's oh, no. weird. It's like he didn't even interview here, or like like nothing. He just this is it. Like he's just showed up for one time, and now. Now he's got to yeah. deal with what's in front of him. Like, like he must have been like the unknown is better than what I'm running from. And I think we all should have seen the writing on the wall. And I was too naive or too optimistic to see that for sure for a long time. For a long time, I will admit it. Yeah, chalk yeah. me up with one of those fans. But but th- but think about it. Like he was top twenty coach for sure. Like in terms of who you'd want. In terms of reputation at the time, he absolutely was. We didn't think we had a chance in hell at, like, that sexy name. And so because of that, this is my perception where I started to sour on him. Um, It's like the the 2015 Oregon State team uh, was not great in terms of the roster build-out, which is fine. But you expect a coach where you're really excited about – 
um, high school seniors and high school juniors are going to be really excited about. And when you started seeing the recruiting classes that he was bringing in, it's like, is he, is he just not trying or it, like what's going on? Cause well, the recruiting he, classes he, were just getting worse and yeah. worse. Right. They, he, it tur- turns out he wasn't trying, but you wouldn't have thought that at the time, like this is a fucking college football coach that came from Wisconsin and he's still at a power five, uh, co- conference team. And so, um, yeah, you don't think that he's not trying in recruiting. Turns out he wasn't. Um, and he's just, I mean, like he, he's a quitter. I, I don't know why he, I still don't know why he left Wisconsin. I, I mean, I, I heard that it was, uh, because he couldn't get along with the AD, um but he just he just quit on wisconsin he quit on oregon state i don't know where he's at with utah state but um he, oh, yeah. he left he left utah state yeah did he did he get fired or did he quit i bet he quit. oh it's always ambiguous. i bet he quit it's i bet he quit with him yeah um, i don't know it's just it's too bad yeah, if that happened because 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 oregon state got duped i mean how how are you not going to take a chance on that and um and it set the program back far a lot i yeah. thought yeah a lot and also like i don't want to play devil's advocate here but uh he contractually could have walked away with all the money or a lot of money that's and true he, and he didn't that's true so that's a good while point. while i quitter he, he wasn't trying to leave a not a complete armageddon asshole. level wake yeah behind yeah. him it was more of a pandemic level wake like beaver pox <laughs> like beaver pox yeah all right i'm gonna skip ahead uh to uh this question from aspire to inspire because uh, we are we are running short of time here yep and i i have i have a certain amount of um endearment to this question as someone a, a former beaver a former uh east coast beaver fam who had to deal with this and that is what is the best energy drink choice for powering through a full day of football week one and still making it through a 10 30 p.m kickoff versus boise state here on the east coast hashtag go beeves that's from aspire to inspire at aspire to victory on twitter in maryland now my friend, yes, it's it's very rough. Um, here is my first bit of advice as someone who not recently but in the past has done this. The first piece of advice, be 25. <laughs> if, if that doesn't apply to you or that doesn't work, a good thing is make sure you get – Wait, I thought you were talking about a vitamin. <laughs> no. <laughs> I thought you were recommending vitamin B25. No, my first rec- – I should clarify. B25 years of age is my first piece of advice. If oh, it's like nodding a lot. Like, yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, B25. B25. It's like Terry, B12 times Terry's plus about one. to drop some science shit. Here's the science part of the pod. <laughs> yeah, the science part. Travel back in time to whenever you were 25 years old and could do this shit. Um, I think what is essential, uh, and I, I'm already, I'm central time. So I'm ru- the nine thirty kickoffs. I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to do halftime Twitter spaces at like 11 PM <laughs> and then, you know, write recaps uh, in the morning and other, toss them on other the dive. Stuff. What's that? Toss them on the dive. We'll talk. Whoa. That's, I think that's a tease is what that is. Um, one is got to get eight hours of sleep the night before. Ideally, a workout in the morning. 
lots of coffee during the early afternoon games. So games don't start till noon on the East Coast. They get we get eleven a.m. kickoff here, noon on the East Coast. Start drinking at four thirty, but take it easy. Have make make sure after your workout have a light lunch while watching the afternoon games. Start having light beers around four. Maybe mix in a coffee around six, and then just keep drinking and pray for dear life. <laughs> I don't know what what else to tell you. Um, it's eleven. There was one time I watched an Oregon State Arizona basketball game tip off at midnight in a bar on the East Coast. Uh, living in New York, that was honestly kind of fun, but that was a decade ago. So I <laughs> I don't welcome that anymore. I think, yeah, it's just nap, naps and caffeine and light beers aspire and healthy living all week up to it. But I don't know. I find myself being too excited. Like, I'm not going to have my first beer at 9.30 p.m. at kickoff on Saturday. You know, you're going to want to enjoy yourself watching the other games. If you're if you're like me, you probably you want to watch, like, college games that have no – specific uh direct impact on you you just want to enjoy the college football and and have a couple beers and i think you should do that that helps energize the body mind and soul in its own way so i would recommend that and then also just dude you know what he asked do you remember the question or is this just how you want to live your life because he asked what's the best energy drink of choice so the answer, there's only one answer, and that's Four loco. And if yes. there's no Four loco that you can find stocked somewhere in the back of your local 7-Eleven fridge, then fine, follow Terry's advice. But that's the only answer, and I'm sorry, Aspire to Inspire, that uh, you're on the East Coast and it's hard to watch these games. And I understand that there's a struggle because I remember as – uh, somebody on the West Coast being a uh, being victimized by my time zone when Oregon State played against Hawaii, and I had to stay up really late and watch the game streaming on a uh, Facebook channel or something. What was that? On the West Coast, how are you victimized? You know what, Terry? Let me tell my story without being interrupted, okay? You interrupted me right before I was about to say sugar-free Red Bull. So, fuck <laughs> <off>. <laughs> I am victimized because of Healthy this... living, Aspire. Sugar-free Red Bull. <laughs> because of this Hawaiian time zone bias that occurs when teams play what? in Hawaii. And I how felt, are you victimized on the West Coast? You know what? I'm it was at 1 a.m. East Coast time. How is that any worse for you? Because no one's still awake then, and they should expect that. But I still had to start watching a fucking football game at 10 p.m. <laughs> I watched yeah. that game. Uh, yeah. Enough about that your story, rough. Terry. Enough about your you story. Had, oh, you had to watch a football game at 10 p.m.? Oh, poor baby. I'm or, so sorry. For, it was hard. One 10 p.m. It was hard. And it was on Facebook. Okay? It was even harder to watch. I'm aware. Don't act like we didn't text constantly during that game about how stupid I'm that it was I'm reminding the listeners that it was on Facebook. Lisa was and, in MySpace. Uh, I would have preferred that, to be honest. MySpace was... Oh, t- yeah. You... <laughs> 
That'll end up JP, please play five seconds of Freebird by Leonard Skinner. <laughs> no one's gonna understand that. There'll be like five people who listen to this that will understand. It doesn't that. matter. Do it. Please play all 28 minutes of the free bird <laughs> by remix by you, Betty, and nine of our friends. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, oh man. So uh, I don't know what I, what energy drinks are out there. I only know one energy drink, and it's not an energy Sugar drink. Sugar-free so, Red Bull is always the answer. Red Bull is always the right okay. answer. Four Loco is the top answer if it yes. still can be found in its original form, and that is a uh, uh, <laughs> you know what that is a treasure hunt that is worthy of pursuing. But but you know what? Forget about tonight aspire to inspire i'm about to inspire you to aspire to be me where you don't take an energy drink to stay up late you follow some of terry's logic i was kind of following along but it, it, it lost me but what you really need to do is think don't about the next criticize me live what the fuck? i'm not criticizing you i'm just saying i kind of got lost <laughs> but what i want to say is you don't think about tonight you think about tomorrow and what you really need is a fridge full of Rockstar Recoveries that will yes. serve you well Ooh, no matter what God about those. kickoff is. That and Nero Bliss. Oh, uh, Nero's. Yeah. Uh, I will tell you um, what not to do. I, I, I agree. Four Locos, the go-to. Uh, sugar-free Red Bull's probably a good go-to as well. What not to do. Um, I'd never heard about this drink before I went to JP's house when we were in college. Oh, no, I know what you're going to say. <laughs> it's a drink called Redline. Don't do it. Don't and do it. I, Don't do it. Oh, I thought it was like a Red Bull. Redline, Red Bull, same thing. The belligerent thing. beast does not condone them. anything that exists in a can of Redline. Do not drink Redline. If your life don't. depends on it, don't do it. Don't do it. Red Bull, I think, has maybe 120 milligrams of caffeine. Red Line has like 1,000 yeah. and 200 milligrams of caffeine. I didn't you know that. You're supposed died. to drink half, and I drank the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, remember I'm that. telling you, I, I was jittering like I was on a pogo stick. It was <laughs> so uncomfortable. It will keep you up to watch all of college football and the NFL games the next day. <laughs> and Monday Night but, Football. Yeah. You'll watch every game through 2037 <laughs> with a full oh, can of red man. line. I actually just went to sleep for the first time last night. <laughs> it was terrible. It was so, so bad. So it's, don't do that. It was that. like a hundred times what pre-workout is. And pre-workout Dude. is also insane. I thought I had to go to the hospital. My heart was beating so fast. You probably should have. I took it before class. I had a 730 class. And I took it before class. And I was in class, like, shaking in my desk. And I was like, I look like the meth head who's been up all night. Yeah. And feel like it, too. Meth. Yeah. And I'm like, I left class. I found every excuse to leave class. Let me tell you. But this one. You were answering <laughs> every question, even though the professor wasn't asking questions. <laughs> yeah, I was so ahead of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah so don't do that don't do red line for loco though if you can find the real for loco for loco it up yeah yeah cool down with that mm -hmm. all right mm -hmm. that was a good mailbag 
Shout out it to everyone who submitted questions. That was fun. Thank you to everyone. Uh, if we didn't get to your question, we'll uh, we'll we're saving them. We'll we'll get to them uh, in f in future episodes and possibly in future episodes of uh, Benny's bonus belligerence. Uh, but this episode, we are at a little bit of time at this point <laughs> we only only two more belligerent beefs episodes before college football season starts Whoa, we can do the prediction before episode. Beaver football season starts we're gonna do the prediction the prediction episode is the last episode before the season starts oh it's good so not next episode but the episode after that but still listen to the next episode it'll be good we'll listen to every episode and go back and listen to all of the other episodes again it's a narrative podcast it and is. there's a lot of there's a lot of easter eggs you may have missed <laughs> it help you understand a lot of what's happening now to be honest especially but really what's important to understand is i am the best basketball player and my name is also terry horstman uh at terry horstman on twitter at terrence horstman on instagram i am joined as i always am by my beloved co-host jp bertram hi in northeast portland hey jv how are you good we just talked for like three hours, but it's nice to see you. So <laughs> at JP Bertram on Instagram and at the underscore trio underscore J on Twitter. Cause he's too trio to be real. Give him a follow on both platforms. If you're not already, which would be ridiculous, but get that right. If you're not doing it. And then of course, Benjamin Lawrence, Sebastian Weehage in Tacoma, Washington. He's Benny with the good quaff. Benny Scoops at Benny L 1986 on the social media channels. The original Gary Anderson fanboy. Uh, <laughs> shrugging of the original spokesperson for Four Loco, who. Yes. Uh, DJ'd many parties in Corvallis and was paid in original Four Locos. That is a real thing. A real thing that happened, and JP and I let it happen. We're like not, the original cryptocurrency. Yeah. We are... <laughs> We are best friends. We're not the best at being friends. We never say we were. <laughs> it's an important distinction. All right. Thank you for listening to this, the 59th episode of the Belligerence Beeves podcast. We will be back next week, and we've got exciting stuff to announce on both the site, uh, Belligerent Beeves Athletes, the Belligerent Beeves Store. Many, many, many exciting things coming uh, for the launch of fall sports and uh, football season. And, of course, men's and women's soccer are getting going as well, as well as the other fall sports. Lots of uh, Oregon State athletics in action coming up. It's a very exciting time of year, and uh, we're honored that you're spending some of your August with us. So thank you again for tuning in. We hope to see you again next time. Please rate and review us at five stars only on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. And if not, please share the show with a friend, uh, the Beaver fan in your life, or even a Duck fan or two. We have a few who listen to our show and actually kind of enjoy it. So, you know, we're welcoming. We're welcoming of all sorts. Also, subscribe to my channel at 5staronlyfans.com. Is that on OnlyFans? No. no it's on 5staronlyfans. <laughs> <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.
and subscribe to JP's weird porn page. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> do that, but also remember that you can't spell chop Without hope, H-O-P-E. It's right there in the middle. Love you, Beaver fam, and thank you for listening. Chop them. Chop them. Chop them. Bring back Bernice. <laughs>